Welcome to CEO and Founder Magic, the podcast for entrepreneurs with stories to tell about your success. I'm Sheila Clefcorn, professional fractional CMO for B2B companies and host of the podcast. I'm deeply committed to transforming the world through technology, one company at a time. So stick with me until the end of the show, and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest with just 15 to 20 minutes of your time. I'm glad you're here. Hello and welcome to the CEO and Founder Magic podcast. I am excited today to have Mark Reifenrath, CEO of SpinUtech with me. SpinUtech can be found on the web at spinutech.com. So Mark, tell me at a high level what SpinUtech does. Yes, thank you for having me first of all. It's an honor to be here. So SpinUtech is an all digital marketing agency. Uh, We do everything from web dev design to paid media, social media, conversion rate optimization, data analytics, all that stuff. Basically, all the stuff in the digital toolkit. We've got experts and teams that do all that fun stuff, and we're really, really good at lead generation for our clients. Wonderful. Uh, Similar background to mine, uh, digital is such an important space and how every B2B company needs to be focused in terms of generating leads to fill their sales pipelines, right? Um, And so you're based in Iowa, is that right? Correct. I am myself. We do have five uh, of those old school offices that people occasionally still go to. Uh Um, And out of 170, roughly 50 of those are truly remote, not in a market of which we have an office. Awesome. Well, you've built a really great company. And I've seen from your website, you're doing phenomenal things for your clients. So tell me a little bit about your journey of creating Spinutech and and sort of what you've learned along the way that you might share with other entrepreneurs who are just starting the journey. Yeah. So maybe a little untraditional. I started the business in college when I was a junior uh, mm-hmm. at the University of Northern Iowa. It was a uh, uh, a childhood friend and then a college buddy that we started it in 2000 that was a dot-com bubble so it wasn't the best time to start it but it was actually the reason we did start it because there weren't as many job opportunities we were trying to really just get a resume builder going and right. so we just did web design and development we built our own content management system which we believe we're the first ones in Iowa and maybe the Midwest to have done that at some extent so that was a differentiator um and it kind of spiraled we You could say lucky, you could say hustle, you could say right place, right time. I think it was a little bit of all those things. Uh, We put a lot of hard work in. We did not take outside investment. We were self-funded, which meant we didn't pay ourselves. Um, One of my partners lived in the basement of our first office space for an extra hundred bucks on the side and it was a little dungeon. But, you know, that's true grit and hustle, I think, uh, that, that helped get us to where we are. And so Over the course of the last 22 years, we've evolved into a full-service digital agency, and that didn't happen overnight. Uh, It was kind of brick by brick, um, adapting and evolving to what the market needed. You know, there's a ton of traditional agencies, obviously, and we've just, we've realized and, and been fortunate that our background was what helped really prepare us for kind of the digital gold rush, the digital revolution that has occurred over the last five to eight years. We were just in a really great position to be able to truly support clients from a digital perspective and understand it, where a lot of agencies still to this day struggle with digital tactics to deploy them accurately, um, the right 
way for different clients' needs to solve their problems to get them leads. And so just really fortunate to have hired a lot of great talent and expand our services and, and our footprint as well. That's great. I think one of the really powerful points that you said, and and I think of it for myself because I started this agency in 2000 at the same time. So we're, we'll be 23 yeah. in September too. So we're about the, the same age with our agencies. Um, but we both started them in a down economy, you know, in the dot-com burst or bubble yep. burst. Um, so we may be going into a recession right now. What, you know, you talked about it a little bit in terms of just feeling like you don't have another opportunity your it's grit and luck and you probably didn't know any better kind of thing that <laughs> I can say the same thing for myself. I, I ran a hundred million dollar ad agency in uh, what in New York city um, prior to starting my agency and wanted to start a, a much smaller one. Um, but a lot of people said that it was a crazy thing to do at the time. So what advice would you give for people who are thinking about starting a venture today? Well, first of all, there's a, I think it was a professor in college, great one. He said, if your dreams don't make somebody laugh, they're not big enough. And so I made my dad laugh. Good advice. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and and also, yeah, like, are you more concerned about failure or more concerned about success? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, sometimes people are driven by, I don't want to fail. Some people are driven by, I only know how to win. And Mm -hmm. I probably lean on both of those at different points in time, but you know, in a down economy, I wouldn't let that start an idea or stop an idea. Um, A good idea is a good idea. And I still think, you know, what we're telling our team, what we're telling clients and potential clients, this is a great opportunity. There's going to be a lot of retreating brands. I believe we're in a recession already Mm -hmm. and they're going to start to pull back on spend. This is an opportunity to gain brand share and mm-hmm. there's been a lot of agencies that have kind of had easy street the last 10 years that putting dollars into Google, getting okay results out, the client thought that was good. We know there's better than that to be had. So we think we can accelerate through this as well. So I, I would, you know, there's an opportunity with every challenge and there's a challenge with every opportunity. Mm-hmm. We're in just, you know, we're coming off a fresh one with COVID. This is just another one. So um, you know, we've just got to be adaptive and, and uh I think scrappy, like even as we've grown, I've tried to keep that small company mindset of let's be scrappy and agile and solve the problem. Don't get bloated and, and overthink things. Right. And just attack it. And, and so, um, I, I mean, I can get fired up about that pretty easy. I think if you've got a good idea and you're passionate about it, that's easy to sell. Absolutely. And it sounds like you're making an impact for your clients. You know, our philosophy is make sure that what you're doing is relevant to your clients, but also your clients' clients. And it's gotta be solving real needs. It's got, you know, people are so inundated, so overwhelmed with information. If you break through with something of real value, people appreciate that. I mean, I know it for myself as a CEO of an agency, I am bombarded every day with solicitations. And so uh, if you have a, a digital ad that, that takes you to an amazing piece of content that really fills a need or a webinar that, that really helps you understand something better and do your job better, then it's great. So give me one example of a client that you've done something out of the box for that really made a difference. Oh man, 
One, that's hard. Um, so there's a client and they've got national coverage and uh, we had, for paid media, um, we had a lot of good data on how we were targeting and everything. And there was a market that was underperforming um, on the south side of the city. And the team was wise enough to overlay some uh, census data to do household income, like kind of take the data we were already using and going lots of layers deeper. And what we found is there was just not enough activity in that demographic for that part of the city to afford the products that we were trying to help market for the client. Mm -hmm. We instead shifted those dollars to the north side where the neighborhoods did have the household income that met more of the criteria. And we kind of, so we added, I'm using one example, we added several additional points of data to filter down where we were gonna target. And once that was successful, then you start to apply that to multiple markets. And Mm -hmm. not everyone is the same, but you have some methodology that you can start to expand. And so um, that was just a really nice um, display of using data with marketing. And as well as just our, our team, not just setting it and forgetting it. They were saying, hey, this market, we know there's more there. What mm-hmm. can we do to get more out of it? And, yeah, and just I, being strategic, looking at yeah. the data, making a difference for clients. That's really important. It's the reason that we have a whole business intelligence team in our in our agency to make yeah. sure that we are always looking at the data because there's a, a thousand ways to slice and dice it. Um, and if you aren't looking at that data every day, then you're not going to be able to make those decisions, which is right. so, so important. And, and the strategy of that rolls up to the larger business strategy, right? Yes. I love to say we're a data company disguised as an agency. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to put marketing it. Marketing right now, it's all about the data. And, and if you're not using that data to make informed decisions, good or bad, you know, we have a fail fast mentality mm-hmm. and you, that data can tell you you're winning or you're losing. And what are you going to do with it though? Yeah. And you're winning or you're losing in a, in an environment that's constantly changing. So if you're running yeah. digital advertising, your competition is doing different things. Your uh, the the algorithms of the platforms you're doing the digital advertising on it are changing some of those kinds of yeah. things. So if you had a tip for a company that is trying to run digital advertising themselves in house, what's mm-hmm. one tip you could give them? So this is you know fortunately for companies like ours, the game has gotten harder and harder um, than it you know a year ago, two years ago, five years ago all these platforms are making it harder to kind of self run. And so you can waste a lot of money really quickly. So my advice would be to decide what it is you are really great at internally. What what pieces are critical for your business to own from a digital marketing perspective? And where are you smarter to outsource that or to find, I hate that word outsource, but to find a great partner where you can have the, the, business knowledge to share with them and partner to have that success because there are pieces of every business and it'll be different for everyone what they should own versus what we should manage for them and in any agency for that matter and so just determining and being real with yourself of what expertise you should and can have internally versus what you do need to find a great partner for yeah because it is definitely hard to have the the expertise to run digital marketing if you've been more of a generalist in-house at a company and that kind of thing. It's the number one thing that that B2B companies outsource because it is so complicated now. 
Um, so it's great that you're providing that. Uh, it's great that you've got this large team. One of the things that we were talking about before the podcast is just your focus on culture in your company. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we've got an amazing culture. We've got a great set of core values. Uh, our core values are something that we uh, hire, fire, lead, manage, and solve problems with. And so it is a part of just the DNA of everyday conversations. I, just before we got on, there was in Slack, there was the shout out channel. And in that shout out channel, you will see people giving an individual or a team of people some kudos, and it's always including a core value. So mm -hmm. Sheila displayed get better every day. I actually got my core values on my shirt today here, but nice. uh, Sheila displayed get, get, getting better every day by XYZ for client XYZ or whatever. And, and it's just a beautiful thing. And, and I think in today's market, especially the last couple of years have gotten really crazy from a talent perspective. It's probably slowing down a little bit, but you have to have more than just good pay, more than just good benefit. It's, it's everything together. It's the whole package and work-life balance and are you taking care of that individual on all levels? Like, are they mentally happy? Are they physically happy? Like there's so many components to all of this. And so I can't imagine going through the last several years without a great culture and a really strong set of core values. Uh, so yes, we're very passionate about it. We have an individual dedicated just to our culture, uh, which mm -hmm. is a big move for a team of our size of only 170, but uh, that's how much we care about it. And our team, that's our biggest asset. Um, they're humans and we've got to really take care of them. It's not a machine. We've got to really pour into them. And so that's why culture is so important, important to us. I think that's true, whether you're an agency or any kind of company. And for our CEOs and founders, it's something that, that we tend to talk about a lot, how important it is to create a unique culture for your company that's going to be attractive to attract talent. And it's also going to be useful in terms of retaining talent, which finding talent these days is tough. So my hat's off to you for that. Mark, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. For our listeners, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, thank you. So I'm very active on LinkedIn. I talk about a lot of these things, especially the cultural uh, and core value stuff. But uh, uh, so you can just look up my name on, on there or you can go to spinutech.com, S-P-I-N-U-T-E-C-H.com and uh, follow us for all that great content there as well. Great. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. We're excited to hear what you've had to say and excited to be connected with you. So thank Absolutely. you. Thank you for listening to CEO and founder magic, the podcast for entrepreneurs with stories to tell about your success. If you felt like this podcast interview captured your story, would you share it on social media? It's easy. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social accounts. Be sure to use hashtag CEO Founder Magic and tag anyone you think would be a great guest. I love to see your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So to be sure you don't miss any episodes, please subscribe and we'll be excited to have you listen. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. And if you know of other business-to-business -business company CEOs who have compelling stories and who might like to be on this program as well, please visit keo.bz 
slash book today. That's keo.bz slash book today. And if you want to know more about our fractional CMO program, just go to our website, do a, a search on services for fractional CMO, or you can follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at KEO Marketing. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. I'm Sheila Clefcorn, and it's been a pleasure having you on CEO and Founder Magic.